The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid duo, not trio, Eric and myself, Mike. Do the voices in my head count towards the trepid trio part? No, because if that's the case, we would have a whole flock. Well, that's true. Because my voices don't talk to me. Mine speak in Latin, and that makes it very frustrating because I don't speak it. Hey, at least it's not Klingon. Because you know there's no, no I moved out of that phase. Because you know there's nothing like Shakespeare in the original Klingon. Hmm. Sorry, one of my favorite lines from that movie. <laughs> that was what? Undiscovered Country? Yeah, Star Trek Six. Yeah, that was one of my favorite lines. Ah, there's nothing like Shakespeare in its original Klingon. Uh, okay, that says a whole lot of nothing. Kylan's not with us because, well, Special he, assignment. he took the hell of us out one too many times when he wasn't supposed to and is now running into some insurance issues with it. So they're making him take an insurance safety class. Maybe he should have listened when they said don't. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just pictured this this guy with a, a butterfly bandage on his forehead and a in a ratty suit just holding on to the cell to the hell of us going protect yourself from ham like me. That's what happens when we use false state for our insurance. Anyway, um, check out the homepage mightymarvelgeeks.net. Check out our affiliates. And our partners like Heroes and Villains, use the code FIELDAGENTS for 10% off your first purchase. Use the code WeebyGeeks at BiddyBoomers for, what do I got there, 10 or 15%? I don't remember. Today is Blur's Day. That's the way it feels. 15% off with code WeebyGeeks at BiddyBoomers anytime, anytime. Also, too, check out our web store where you can get some great merch. And uh, I got to give a shout out. We have a new, we have someone actually, a new donator on Patreon. Really? Yes. His name is John. Uh, we've been chatting back and forth uh, a few times. Um, he is going to appear as a guest host on Wookiee Radio because that's where he wants to go. Um, but of course, our Patreon's for all three shows. Um, and he, uh, he, come to find out, he is a 
disabled vet recuperating from injuries from, uh, I am trying to, I am seeing, uh, right now he is in a wheelchair. He would, we got to talking about coming to Disney and he says he does not want to be in a wheelchair when it comes towards visit. There you go. Uh, he goes, I'm able to walk myself and he goes, I want to be able to walk myself. Uh, where are load earlier messages? You go back and read some of this. Um, I, now, of course, I congratulate him on being a new Patreon. Asked him what show he'd like to be on. He goes, Wookiee Radio. He goes, but at this time, I cannot tell when I could be, when when that could be at the moment. I'm a disabled Army veteran on the men from a few post-service injuries. Uh, but I really enjoy the podcast in the meantime and just showing my support how I can. Thanks. So, of course, I well, did thank the, you. We agree. We appreciate that. So, I I replied back with the, with the only way to, to reply back, in all caps, Thank you for your service. Salute. <laughs> there you go. I said, you let us know when you're up for it, and we will work on it from there. Thank you again for listening. Uh, he replies back, and this, this is going to get you in the feels, dude. I wish Kylan was here to hear this as well. I may have to read this again for Kylan next, before show next week so he gets it. Um, there you go. Or after show, because uh, next week we are slated. Uh, I will be confirming this weekend. We are slated to have Kelly Thompson on the show next week. Uh, so thanks for under thanks for the understanding. It was my honor to serve. I come from a military police fire EMS family, so it's in my DNA. As a super late bloomer to Star Wars at thirty three, this whole universe is just amazing. Everything about it, and I and I'm okay with reading this here as well because he asked me about books. I said, Comicology is where you go to get some books if if you can't get to a local store or. Um, the one store, because I thought he said he was from New York, so I recommended uh, Midtown Comics. Um, but if he was here in Florida, I, w- I would have recommended my store, because they're doing mail orders as well on older stuff. Um, but he goes, it's an infinite basis for more stories, I hope. Of course. I mean, look at Dr. Afra, for example. Some great stories coming from her. Yeah. And so popular, she's spinning off her own audiobook, which I am, I have pre-ordered. I got my free trial on Audible. And being Amazon Prime, I got two books, two credits. So I did uh, Alphabet Squadron and Afro. Afro was go. first, so just for the record. Because um, thank you for the podcast and all that information, which is needed, uh, which is much needed. Uh, the entertainment Wookie Radio has brought me, especially in these hard times, and having a and having a move to better healthcare put on hold. Uh, I have a family member who works at Disney as well, so that's cool. That's a cool coincidence. But yeah, I just wanted to let you know that being a retired disabled veteran, now all together, Eric, being just to let you know that being a retired disabled disabled veteran, podcasts like yours help out vets and other people more than you know. So thanks for your service to us as well, and may the force be with you always. Wow. I I, I got dirt in my eyes. Hold on. Hmm. Okay, no. I'll, I'll man up. Every time I read this, I start to tear up. Uh, we enjoy doing this show. Uh, I don't want it to sound egotistical that we just do this for us, which we do partially because we like chatting about this. But we also do it for you guys as well. And I think sometimes we forget that we do it for you on Sorcerer Radio and for you who listen to the podcast because um, we have so much fun with each other on this. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we... Uh, I, I have so we have talked more and more, and I told him I said, look, if for some reason your family member cannot get you into studios, because I told him I want to go to Galaxy's Edge with him if I'm not blacked out. Oh, definitely. 
and I'm already planning on getting him a Wookiee radio hat. Go for it. So he will have a Wookiee radio hat. And if he, and I'm going to see about trying to get him a one-off camouflage, one of the uh, new era camouflage hats with the Wookiee radio logo on it. And I almost want to find out what rank he was and put his rank on the side of the hat as well. But in rebellion ranking, how cool would that be? With the rebellion or resistance pips. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, if I'm going to go Star Wars with it, I'm going to go Star Wars with it. Uh, so he asked about, uh, I guess he was listening to our interview with Daniel Wallace. And he goes, I bought the deluxe collector's edition of Smuggler's Guide, <laughs> which is the first book I got out of that series. And I just got another book out of that series this week. Oh, the Rebel, Rebel Files. Files. I love these books. I want to get the rest. Um so, uh, he goes, um, since I can't get to a comic store right now, is there a way I could get comics mailed? Like I heard they did back in the day. Old school. <laughs> yes. I used to get, I lived in an area where I used to get my comics delivered to me in the mail. Cause I remember there used to be a checklist subscribe through here. You tore that page out of your book and you sent it in with your money for your subscriptions and you bought a year at a time. Um, so, uh, so Yeah. So, I, of course, I passed that information on. I, and I mentioned to him, you know, Comicology or uh, or Midtown Comics, because I believe he lives near New York City. If I'm wrong on that, then, well, I'm wrong. So, but no, I thought to be recognized for what we do, that this is why we do. This is part of the reason why we do what we do. It's to entertain, entertain ourselves, but to entertain y'all as well. And I guess now we could call ourselves therapeutic professionals vocally. Part-time therapeutic professionals. Part-time vocal therapeutic professionals. <laughs> I'll call it. <laughs> it's, 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 we're, we're VTPs, or PT VTPs, part-time okay. vocal therapeutic professionals. Since since our voices have that healing touch. Dude, that's I, I may hear some awesome stories this year that they ain't going to be as awesome as this one. Because we got that podcast healing, baby. <laughs> I don't know what I find more disturbing. The fact that you use that for Barry White's voice and also for Luke Cage's voice. <laughs> anyway, I'm because sorry. now, now franchises are colliding in my head. Oh, speaking and of, I'm seeing Luke Cage sing Barry White and I don't know how to feel about that. Speaking of Luke Cage, guess who, fo- guess who's following us on Twitter? I know we got stories to get to, but I found this interesting <laughs> and I, and I reached out to her and to Antoinette Smith. Okay. And you're going, who is that? <laughs> well, there are probably some people listening to this that are doing that. Uh, she appeared in Luke Cage season two as another police officer, as another detective. So we're, we're looking at Justin Swain 2.0. Uh, I believe she was Justin's partner. There you go. In in season two. I have reached out to her to try and get her on the show. That would be awesome. Miss Smith, please do. Talk to Jason. Talk to Mr. Swank about it. He had a great time with us. So anyway, on to the stories. According to InsideTheMagic.com, there is some rumor or speculation. So we're going to take this for what it is. Um, A new Nick Fury show called... Fury Files coming to Disney Plus very soon. The only thing that makes me hesitant about this is this wasn't um, this wasn't listed in the uh, stuff coming to Disney Plus from Marvel. So 
According to them, coming to Disney Plus this month, the series premiere of Fury Files will drop on Friday, May 15th. It will explore the good, the bad, and the ugly of the animated universe through dossiers written by Nick Fury himself. Call my interest peaked. Yeah. Uh, each new episode will look at different Marvel characters from the popular shows like the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes and X-Men the Animated Series. <laughs> Fury will tell the tale of each hero and villain in an antholo- anthology <laughs> format. I was getting there. Thank you, though, sir. <laughs> I'm just a bit Stephen hawking today. Okay. Very intelligent, but can't speak a darn word. <laughs> um, it's his fault. And I, ha- I have mad respect for Stephen Hawking. May he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Um, that movie about him was amazing. Stories I did I, not know. I never saw it. Uh, it's so I worth it, dude. It. So worth it. Yeah. Um, but movie that we are going to be watching since we got doomed. The, old, the untold story of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. So thank you, Marty and Mark, for our copies of that. Definitely. Definitely. I was uh, uh, I looking forward excited. to watching that this weekend. I am excited. I started watching it on Prime and I fell asleep just because of not because it was boring because it's not because I was just wore out. <laughs> I, I could have thrown on Star Wars and I would have passed out. I could have put on Captain America: First Avenger and I still would have passed out. So it was my state of state of being at the time. Anyway, um, we'll tell the tale of each hero and villain in an anthology format rather than a straight story series. It's unclear whether Disney will drop the whole season on day one or whether it'll be a new episode released every day or every week. Well, we don't even know how many episodes. Uh, it's also unclear whether it'll be Samuel L. Jackson's interpretation of Fury, but we're hopeful. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Do any of us think that it's not going to be based on the MCU Nick Fury? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't see it. I mean, when the Nick Fury, the MCU version of Nick Fury showed up in Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel. I mean, they're going to use him. Is that Sam Jackson? It was not. All right. It was not Samuel Jackson providing the voice, I don't think. No, but it was his his variant. It's his variant, which is actually more along the lines of the Ultimate Universe variant. Right. Which was which was based on Samuel L. Jackson, but not. As a matter of fact, if I remember correctly, the ultimate Nick Fury once said that if they ever made a movie of him, Samuel L. Jackson's the only one qualified to play him. Or something to that effect. But we're not going to get the 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 Michael Hasselhoff looking one. Oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's a given. I don't see the classic, quote unquote, classic, the original version of Nick Fury in this. Well, I'm looking on IMDb, and there's no cast list. What? There is no cast list. But apparently, from what I am finding... Oh, well, here he is. Here we are. What, you found something? Yeah. On IMDb. On IMDb. Shoot me the link. Um, Kai McBride. I may be mispronouncing his, fir- his first name. Shoot me the link. All right, well, hang on. There. 
Oh, okay. This show is totally unrehearsed for, for those of you listening. Oh, that's the, that's the Phineas and Ferb. I'm talking Marvel Universe Fury Files. Oh. There is no cast list for it. Okay. That's, I, okay, that tells me that this may not be coming out when this article says it will. That's what I'm thinking. But there's like three or four other sites verifying the same story. But I haven't checked them to see yeah, if, they're, if they're if they're quoting the same source. Yeah, see, all it takes these days, unfortunately, is one site saying, hey, this is going to happen. And it causes enough of a stir that other sites are going to say, well, they're saying this is happening, so we're going to say it's happening. So, yeah, unfortunately, this is like the clickbait world that we live in. But the, the same sh- the same site is also saying that uh, this is this is speculation, allegedly, reportedly, and they even put this in the article title. Disney is reportedly getting a new live action Spider-Man TV series. Uh, and this uh, this article comes to us from InsideTheMagic.net. Uh, says Disney Plus has become the hub for anyone looking for the best Marvel TV and films, and now it seems this already exceptional library of content could be expanding with everyone's favorite web-slinging superhero. As we already know, Disney Plus is currently gearing up for its Marvel original series of Loki, WandaVision, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. However, a new rumor, and they do say rumor, says they may also be adding an original Spider-Man series to the mix. According to a rumor from Bounding Into Comics, see, here we go. This is a rumor reporting on a rumor. There are claims that Sony and Marvel Studios will collaborate to develop a live-action Spider-Man 2099 show for Disney+. Plus. So that would be cool. Uh, quote, Spider-Man is coming to television. It just won't be Peter Parker. Now, for those of you not familiar with Spider-Man 2099, he originated in Marvel Comics in 1992 uh, and was considered a futuristic reimagining of the original Spider-Man. Similar to Peter Parker, Spider-Man 2099 featured a real identity known as Miguel O'Hara, a brilliant geneticist living in Nueva York in the year 2099 who attempts to recreate the abilities of the original Spider-Man and other people but suffers a related accident that causes half of his DNA to be rewritten with the spider's genetic code. Does this sound familiar? I think it does. Uh, In telling of this rumor, the author claims he received a phone call letting him know the show had been discussed for the streaming service, which he commented on saying, quote, this will be a Sony Marvel Studios collaboration if it is greenlit with Kevin Feige manning the controls. Now, the guy who created the original article says he knows quite little, quote-unquote, about the property and didn't report any more details. Now, and this is this is where you know, I like Inside the Magic because on the whole, they're usually pretty reputable. They're very credible. Uh, they do say point blank, as stated previously in this article, at this time, this is only a rumor, rumor and should be taken with a grain of salt. Well, I got more information about Fury Files. Did you now? According to the website BGR, okay, um, 
a series of animated shorts from Marvel called Fury Files that originally aired on Disney XD will be added to the Disney Plus library May 15th. So it's not a new series, you're saying? No, it is a series of shorts that are coming back. They're being pulled from probably from Disney XD and now being put. Uh, Also, Marvel's Future Avengers Season 2 will join the service as well on May 22nd. Uh, and apparently this was on a in a recent article on Marvel.com. Really now? Came out May 1st, which was, oh, the day after we recorded last week. <laughs> uh, and folks, this is just, this is how easily screwed up the the whole rumor business can get. So the voice is being... It's being done by Chai McBride as the narrator, and he gives viewers the lowdown on some of the most popular heroes and villains on the Marvel Universe. So, according to Marvel.com, you shouldn't be surprised that Nick Fury has files on every single Marvel superhero. Fury Files gives viewers top-secret access to S.H.I.E.L.D. intel on key Marvel heroes and villains. And it's told by none other than the mysterious Fury bringing together a mix of animation, motion comic art, uh, looking to download a bunch of information about every single hero, Fury's got you covered. Uh, And then if you've already watched the first season of Marvel's Future Adventures, which I do need to go see, uh, because I don't remember this show at all, uh, all 13 episodes of season two will land on May 22nd. Uh, It follows Mikado, a young boy who developed superpowers from a hydrogenetic engineering experiment, and his friends, Addie and Chloe, as they train under Earth's Mightiest Heroes as apprentices, dubbing themselves the Future Avengers. These are animated series coming on deck. Uh, each, each one of the Fury Files is about three minutes long. So I'm hoping they drop all of them all at once. That'd be the way to go instead of waiting each week for a three-minute. But I say that as I wait two, three months for the next episode of Pixar in real life, which the Up episode is awesome. So with Russell earning merit badges, that one's pretty cool. There you go. So, um, so yeah, that's our information on those two. Um, I hope I didn't cut you off from the rest of uh, your story. No, no, that was it. Okay, well, how about this? There is some hope. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier can resume production by Czech Republic standards. Uh, The series closed up shop in March as this uh, virus that shall remain nameless was beginning to become a major concern around the world, and the new episodes were being shot in Prague. Well, now the Czech Republic has cleared productions to resume their work with new rules in place, which take precautionary measures. These rules include new hygienic standards, testing of actors for coronavirus every 14 days during production, and maintaining sanitation standards both on location and in studios. In the case of the Falcon Winter Soldier, foreign actors and crew members will have to present a negative test before departing their home country in order to be allowed into the Czech Republic. Within 72 hours of arrival, foreigners will be given a second test and remain quarantined until the rest of their test is shown as negative. Okay. Hey, I'm, I don't know about you, but I kind of like these new, you know, for filming, they've got the time. Let's do it right. Make sure everyone's safe. I kind of like this. Yeah. 
standard. I and this this gives me no issues at all. Um, in this way, they can afford they can avoid the fourteen day quarantine, which applies to other foreign visitors, which would severely impact films budgets. Okay, so make the make them clear before they leave. So a week or two before they leave, they have to take the test and get cleared. Then they come in, take another test, wait three four days, and then they go film. Uh, while many other businesses which are getting back to work require face masks for employees, film productions will be exempt from this in case in the case of on screen talent. Productions will also be allowed to gather more people in in one place than government restrictions otherwise allow. Um, so now Prague's being is, I guess, one of the first territories to reopen following the shutdown. Um, but Falcon and Winter Soldier's production remains at the mercy of Disney's decision to send its crew back to work or hold them until it decides the health and safety measures are sufficient to keep everyone safe. Uh, on a recent investor call, Mr. Bob Chapek, Disney CEO, said there are no projections on when the Marvel movies and TV shows will get back into production. So uh, still some borders remain closed as a means to stop the spread of the virus. And this will also impact how and when production of the show resumes. Uh, Of course, the show was supposed to release in August. You know what? I'd be okay if it was pushed back to November or December. Give me a little Mandalorian. Give me a little Falcon Winter Soldier on the same day. Double joy. Double happy, happy joy, joy. There you go. So, but so um, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Um, there's another article on InsideTheMagic.net and uh, Inside uh, the Magic. Apparently, um. And this is this page is in turn reporting on an article uh, that appears on MCU Digest. Uh, I haven't heard of that one. Um, I can't remember if I have or not. I I see so many things that say MCU something like Exchange or Director. Well, we we were using MCU Universe for a while. Yeah, that too. But it uh, according to this article and the article that it's citing, um. We have a new Ghost Rider project in the works. Okay. And ex- we had one. It got canned. Mm-hmm. So but now we have this, a one? Uh, yes. According to this, Ghost Rider, the sometimes anti-hero, sometimes superhero of Marvel Comics, is set to return to our screens as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, this uh, article on MCU Direct... Uh, which uh, Inside the Magic says this is an exclusive report, alleges that a new Ghost Rider film or TV show is being worked on by Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. Um, It is currently unknown whether this Ghost Rider is Johnny Blaze, Danny Ketch, or any other version, but the report states that there's one Ghost Rider that it definitely isn't. Johnny Um, Blaze. Robbie Reyes has already made his mark at the MCU's Ghost Rider in the TV show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Gabriel Luna did such a great job that his Ghost Rider was supposedly getting his own spinoff, as Mike just said, um, his own spinoff Hulu series. But that project was later canned. Canned Uh, like tuna. There you go. While nothing is confirmed, whether it's a Marvel television show or a full-on MCU movie, it seems likely that Johnny Blaze would be the ghost to ride into the Marvel Studios series. 
Uh, rumor has it that the Johnny Blaze version may indeed be the Ghost Rider to ride into the Marvel series. But uh, I say on one hand, it's great to redeem the interpretation of Johnny Blaze's Ghost Rider that has already been put to film. But uh, the, this is the author of the Inside the Magic article saying uh, that uh, it gives them mixed feelings. They say that it's great to redeem the interpretation, but it also feels a little superfluous when Marvel Television has already created such a great Ghost Rider. Um, okay, for those of you who don't know, uh, because the, the article writer also says, I know we'd all rather forget, but Ghost Rider has already appeared in a feature-length Marvel movie played by Nicolas Cage. Um, we can those movies did not go over very well. Well, I think I got one more ride in me. I was waiting for you to do that. Um, I don't know that I completely 100% agree with, let's see, who wrote this? Uh, Nathaniel Eaker or Ecker. Um, I don't know that I quite agree with him that that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. version of Ghost Rider was, quote-unquote, such a great version. But that's because I am a fan of the Blaze and the Catch versions. Right. I'm especially fond of the the Danny Ketch version. Uh, this the, I, I used to collect the Ghost Rider, the Ketch version, uh, when it started coming out. And there was a story arc where Johnny Blaze, who was no longer you know possessed by his demon, was tracking down Ketch. Yep. Had a confrontation, and in the confrontation, basically. You know, Blaze's shotgun got possessed and basically was turned into a rune weapon flamethrower where it just shot firebolts. Yeah. Now, I love that story arc, and I would love if there was a MCU movie version or new series because multiple Ghost Riders existed at the same time. Of course. Well, supposedly it was alluded to that Johnny Blaze was around during Agents mm -hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Because doesn't he refer mention that he's not the only one? Yeah. And as I recall, the demon inside um, Robbie Reyes is not the same demon that was in Johnny Blaze. I'd have to right. go back and look. I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think they're the same one. So I could see where you have all of them. Right. Uh, you could have all three. I don't know that I would want to see that as more than a limited series crossover, like a uh, like a two part episode, or like or a pod, like they called it with the Agents of Shield. Yep. It is not something I would want an entire series based around. Yeah, I can see that. I wouldn't mind like a Tales of Ghost Rider. Ooh, I like that. Where maybe you do a three-episode arc with Johnny Blaze. Then you do a three-episode arc with Ketch. Then maybe a three-episode arc with, with Robbie. Well, it would be like an anthology series. And then you do a three-episode arc with all three of them together. Because they have to go after someone who's just bigger than one writer can tackle. Um, there's also... I'm going to have to look this up. There was also an old version before the the demon 
on a motorcycle. Um, yes, Marvel had previously used the name for a Western character whose name was later changed to Phantom Rider. Okay. So if you did, you know, the Johnny Blaze, Dan Ketch, Robbie Reyes, uh, as a matter of fact, this is the one that Sam Elliott played in the Ghost Rider movie. Right. So if you had him, basically just have the anthology series where you just, you would have different episodes that focused on different ones. Heck, even bring Sam Elliott back. He could be the narrator, kind of like Waylon Jennings was for the Dukes of Hazard. Just a good old boys. <laughs> Flames on their skulls. You, you are not Waylon Jennings. I hate to tell you this. Never said I was. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm not a singer either, so. Um, no, I mean... I would almost rather see a tell, Tales from the Ride. Maybe that could be the title. There you go. Tales from the Ride. But I think to, I think tonight's episode is riding into... I don't know. I think I kind of like Tales from the Ride for the, tonight's episode, too. Go for it. Pulling back the curtain for you listening at home. Well, I originally had Riding into Marvel. Mm. See, I have a notepad in front of me that I write this stuff down on. <laughs> it's one of those big, long, like, day day calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Problem was when Target put these out, it only had six days, not seven. Oh well, there you go. Oh uh, no, actually, it has seven because they combine Saturday, Sunday. But you could jot down stuff. Oh, I use that as a big. Okay. I almost want to just go out and get a sh- a large uh, wax binded uh, sketchbook mm-hmm. sheet or paper sheet that's desk tablet desk calendar type size just mm-hmm. for notes because <laughs> well, I write I write all over this thing. Um, so, but I do I do have to say. Um, I, I don't actually, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to go ahead and get it off my chest. Sometimes when I'm bored, like I have been since I've been, cause now mind you, last time I hit a time clock at Disney was March 16th. So sometimes when I get bored, I get wrapped in, I get wrapped up in my tutu, put a giant horn on my head, lather sparkles all over myself, and prance around the kitchen pretending to be a magical unicorn. Either your wife takes video of that or it never happens. <laughs> okay, it never happened. Okay. But this is happening. Uh, coming to us from our very good friends over at the Pop Insider, where you, where you could go to them to fill your fandom. Uh, Diamond Select teases a Taskmaster figure. This thing looks awesome. Uh, in a different timeline, Marvel fans would have flocked to theaters over the past weekend to see the Black Widow and seen their first look at the villainous Taskmaster on screen. Oh, snap. Um, that would have been last weekend, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or this weekend, one or the other. Uh, yeah, this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, instead, we have to wait till the fall, but we get to we get sneak peeks because, well, the toy companies are still releasing the figures now, just like with uh, uh, Scoobed is released. <laughs> and and I, I did not mean to make make you feel bad with my comment. No, 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 no. It, it's it's cool. But, it, it's, but cool. it's one it's one of those great figures I want to get and I can't get because, well, I just can't. Yeah, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on that, but uh, was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday. Um, I had actually – I had to to venture out to Walmart. So for the first time in a Walmart in like over two months, and 
I, I made the mistake of going through the toy aisle and <laughs> I saw – yeah, <laughs> I was really going to the Lego stuff. But one, I just happened to look across the aisle from, from where that was and I see – I see action figures of Blue Falcon, Dino Mutt, and Captain Caveman. There, there's one other set missing. It's uh, Dick Dastardly and somebody. And Muttley. No, Muttley is paired up with uh, Blue Falcon, I think. Tell me you got, the, you got all three of those. Yes, I got all three of those. Uh-huh. Because those were characters I grew up with and watched when Saturday morning cartoons actually meant something. See, there's a pro wrestler by the name used to was wrestled under WWE as Zack Ryder. Of course, he got released. Um, his name is Matt Cordora. And I, I've been watching his sh- YouTube channel with him and uh, this guy named Brian, who used to be in the WWE as Kurt Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And they have a wrestling podcast, but they also go on hunts for wrestling figures, wrestling toys and autographs and whatnot. Okay. I watched him buy some figures. He goes, oh, yeah, this is the first first figure of Hornswoggle. Well, you or me, we would potentially leave them in the case. He goes, nope, I'm going to let them breathe, and pulls it out of the packaging. Turns <laughs> it into the, I'm like, okay, with these, I would probably do the same thing. I'm going to let them breathe, because I want Falcon and Dynamite, and so we could have Scoob and Shaggy, which I believe Scoob comes with, Shaggy comes with Dynamite, and Scoob comes with Caveman? Uh, Scoob does come with Caveman. Um, hang on, let me take a quick look, because I sent a picture of, yeah. of these three action figures to, to Mike and Kylan, and was just kind of like, oh my gosh! Okay, it is Shaggy and Dino Mutt, Scooby and Captain Caveman, and Blue Falcon and Muttley. Yeah, I forgot who. Aren't y'all me. glad you turned into a Marvel poke uh, uh, the podcast to to hear about us talking about old Hanna Barbera cartoon figures? Hey, if it wasn't for Hanna Barbera, we wouldn't have some of the early Marvel cartoons that were out there. Well, that's true too. So let, let's just think about that. Not only okay. did they have the DC license, but I believe them and Filmation both had Marvel licenses. Well, you know what I'd like to think about. I'd like to think about some Marvel Unlimited because if you're a regular listener to this podcast, well, first of all, God bless you. Uh, second of all, you know that Marvel Unlimited plays a huge role in our uh, podcast every week. I need, I need to pause you real quick because I need to finish. Um, I'm sorry. This this Taskmaster is going to be a seven-inch figure and was designed okay. by Iman O'Donohue. And sculpted by General Giant Studios. It comes with 16 points of articulation, a shield, a bow, a sword, a sword, arrows, and alternate hands. The figure also comes in display-ready Marvel Select action figure packaging. There a is a 7-inch tall figure with 16 articulation points? Yeah. Holy crap! Uh, there is no price point for this. And will be available for purchase from comic shops and specialty stores this summer. Man. But 
this thing is gorgeous. If this is what the, is. if this is what the movie costume is, uh, I approve. Yes. I do too. Even if the colors are a little bit muted, because yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. These are kind of some bright colors that we're not used to seeing a whole lot of in the MCU. Right. I mean, Cap is pretty much the most colorful figure, I would say. But no, I do I do like this, and you figured that Taskmaster is. I don't know if you say he's like. If subtlety is his thing, if that's if that's I think that's the way I'm trying to say it. Is he really so, subtle, though? That's what I'm saying. He's not his subtlety is not his his thing. So there's no logic reason for him to have like an all black special ops outfit or really muted colors. Right. So, you know, I, I kind of like that. Yep. Well, back to Marvel Unlimited. I am so sorry I cut you off. No, it's all As, right. It, Again, we, we just hit that tangent point, and boom, there we go. Again, well, folks at home listening along, <laughs> this show was not scripted. <laughs> if it was scripted, we're in trouble. Um, Yeah, never was, never will be. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we were saying, those of you who listen to the podcast on a regular basis, uh, you know that Marvel Unlimited does play a huge role because every week we have an MU pick uh, during the uh, the current quarantine conditions where uh, Marvel is not, you know, not shipping, not releasing new issues. We have been just going to MU picks. And if you don't know what Marvel Unlimited is, basically it is Netflix for comic books. There are tens of thousands of comics on Marvel Unlimited. And according to this article on Marvel.com, uh, Marvel Unlimited continues to offer free access to iconic comic book stories. Now, for these, you do not have to have a subscription to enjoy them. Uh, it says free comic book stories will be made available for one month on the service starting May 5th, which uh, we're recording this on May 7th. So it's been out for two days already. Uh, each free story comes from comic book collections and runs available for purchase in print at your local comic book shop and wherever books are sold. Uh, Marvel Unlimited, Marvel's digital comic subscription service, is continuing to offer all fans free access to some of Marvel's most iconic stories from recent years, including now classic Marvel Comics events and critically acclaimed runs featuring the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Hulk, Captain America, Ms. Marvel, and more. Fans who are social distancing will be able to continue to escape into the Marvel Universe and revisit their favorite stories from a curated selection of complete story arcs completely free on Marvel Unlimited starting Tuesday, May 5th through June 2nd. I got now, a bunch of, I, I think I got all of them from this round as well. Well, there you go. Uh, last month, Marvel released a selection of free must-read comics on Marvel Unlimited, including classics like Avengers vs. X-Men, Civil War, The Dark Phoenix Saga, oh, that's a good one, and more were read over two million times on the service and received a featured spot on the Apple App Store homepage. Now fans will be able to continue their free comics experience with a brand new set of titles. 
Now, to access Marvel Unlimited's free comics offering, download or update the Marvel Unlimited app for iOS or Android at the respective Apple and Google Play app stores and click free comics on the landing screen. No payment information or trial subscriptions will be required for the selection of the free comics. Now, this month's free comics will feature instant Marvel Comics classics and can't-miss events, including Secret Invasion, the 2008 series, numbers 1 through 8, Secret Wars, the 2015 version, issues 1 through 9, Black Panther by Tanishi Coates, uh, I'm sure Kylan would be loving this. Uh, Black Panther from 2016, numbers 13 through 18, and numbers 166 through 172. Uh, Fantastic Four Visionaries, John Byrne, which is uh, the original Fantastic Four uh, volume numbers 232 through 240. Captain America, Winter in America, the 2018 Captain America series, numbers 1 through 6. Venom by Donny Cates Rex, Venom numbers uh, 1 through 6 from 2018. Miles Morales, Straight Out of Brooklyn, the uh, 2018 series Miles Morales Spider-Man, numbers 1 through 6. Ms. Marvel, No Normal, from uh, the 2014 Ms. Marvel series, numbers 1 through 5. Hulk, Planet Hulk, Incredible Hulk, 1999 series. My Coliseum, uh, the Coliseum of Comics branch that I go to mm-hmm. uh, is one that Vicky, that I met Vicky at. Uh-huh. And if you remember, they have the Hulk and the Red Hulk uh-huh. right there by the front doors. Red mm-hmm. Hulk is gone. I don't know where Red Hulk is. They debuted a new Hulk on Wednesday. When, which is like the day after, which was their second day opening because they just reopened mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of businesses were slowly starting to do here in Florida. Mm-hmm. The new Hulk that they unveiled is Armored Hulk from Planet Hulk slash Thor Ragnarok. Oh, there you go. And if you're wondering where the, where the Hulk from Thor Ragnarok was pulled from, well, that's this, the Planet Hulk, which is uh, the 1999 series of Incredible Hulk, numbers 92 through 105. Also have Captain America Sam Wilson, the 2015 series numbers 1 through 6. Doctor Strange, The Way of the Weird, from his 2015 series numbers 1 through 5. And Amazing Spider-Man Masterworks. From Amazing yeah. Fantasy number 15 from 1962, and then Amazing Spider-Man, the 1963 series, numbers 1 through 10. Now, customers on the Marvel Comics app as well as Comixology will have also have free access to these stories for a limited time. Uh, each of these extraordinary epics owe their origins to some of Marvel's greatest comic books released in print over the years. In celebration of that tradition, Marvel has added an information page to each story with details on how to find your local comic book shop and start your very own Marvel collection of back issues and printed trades. To find these stories and more of Marvel's greatest comic books in print, Please reach out to your local comic book shop to ask about their current business policies to observe social distancing and other services they may offer, including holding or creating pull lists, uh, curbside pickups, special deliveries, and other options to accommodate. 
I do have a pull list with my store. Um, when I lived close to a comic book stop, shop, I had one as well. So um, I was just looking at my library on Marvel Comics or Marvel.com through their mm-hmm. comic store, which in June it's going away. Uh, what's the official date? Uh, they had the announcement. Now it's like maybe taken off. So maybe they've changed their mind. Um, sometime in June, I want to say it may be June 2nd is going away. And they're hmm. saying you have to go to, uh, comicology to get your books, which, okay, cool. But I'm wondering if there's been such an outcry, they're just going to leave it on the site. I don't know yet. I was just reading it because we were talking about it earlier that it's going away. Yeah. Um, but I was looking at my library. I have comic wise, not series comics, mm-hmm. 1,328 digital copies of comics. Ooh, These are no. either freebies or stuff that I've bought or was given. And that spread over 618 series. Now, when Marvel Unlimited was first introduced, they offered to cast members a chance to get all number one issues for free, which I took advantage of. And I think there was like, there was quite a bit at that time. And actually, I got I didn't take advantage of all of them. I just I should have said select all. And yes, thank you. <laughs> but I, I was picky at the time because I was, I was stupid. But. Um, but I will say, you think us being quarantined for the few months, how about Scott Lang? He was under house arrest for two years. Mm. So let's, let's go over things he did while under house arrest. He created a giant cardboard heist. If you remember that, which was so cute. He did that with his daughter. (laughs) Um, he learned to play the drums using an electronic drum kit, um, bowling. Uh, he had his own little version of a bowling alley uh, set up in his house. Learning close-up magic, which there is a card company called Theory 11 that has an awesome set of light side and dark side playing cards. That it, And they also have some packs that are packs used like by Neil Patrick Harris for his magic tricks, his own stuff. Uh, these run about 10 bucks a deck for a majority of them. I want to get the two Star Wars decks. I would love to see them come out with a Marvel deck as well. A couple different Marvel decks. Um, karaoke. Everyone's got to do a little wayward song. Yeah. Uh, reading young adult fiction. Okay. Oh, you know, you got to do something. Making tiny paper cranes. Playing with some indoor toys. Uh, of course, working with the ex-cons, his security agency. Mm-hmm. And taking baths. So there we have it. <laughs> uh, but getting back to Marvel Unlimited, uh, it's time for our picks of the week. A little Marvel madness here. Um, why don't you start us off? We're going to do two two books each this week. So it's going to be a bonus book because normally we just do one each. Yeah. This is just the two of us. We're going to do two. So we're going to give you a bonus book this week. We are not shorting you just because Kylan's not able to make it tonight. No. <laughs> You get a bonus. Exactly. When Kylan's out, you win. Yeah. Tell him we said that, though, because he might take it the wrong way. Yeah. So anyway, uh, my first MU pick of the week is basically I'm continuing on the series that I started uh, last time with uh, X-Men Fairy Tales from 2006. This one is issue number two. It is uh, titled The Friendship of the Tortoise and the Eagle. 
And basically it is a takeoff of the uh, – it's like an African tail, but the uh, the eagle is Magneto and the tortoise is Xavier. Okay. So I'm trying to pull. I'm trying to pull up the synopsis. the uh, The website that I <laughs> that I had on it was not. Um, here we go. All right. Again, the show is not rehearsed. A reimagining of the tragic origin of Professor Xavier and Magneto in the ancient African tale, the friendship of the tortoise and the eagle, dangerous circumstances caused two pals to take violently different life paths. This tale of friendship and fate is masterfully illustrated by Eisner Award-winning comics legend Kyle Baker, and it's written by C.B. Sobolski. Oh, very cool. Well, my first pick was going to be what I was going to pick last week, since we were talking Doomed, the untold story. I went with Fantastic Four number five, which was where we meet Dr. Doom. This was published in July of 1962. Going old school with this. Uh, writer was Stan Lee. Penciler was Scott Kirk, or Jack Kirby. Inker was Joe Simotti, or Simot. Um, Stan Goldberg was the colorist, and Artie Semick was the letterer. Uh, the synopsis. Uh, synopsis is, let's see what the most awesome thing, well, according to Marvel.com, let's see. What's the most awesome thing about this issue? The first appearance of Doctor Doom? Thing wearing an eye patch, pretending to be a pirate? Yeah, it's all pretty great. Now, there is some notes on this. Um, Johnny Storm is seen reading a copy of Incredible Hulk number one. And the Hulk made his first guest appearance in Fantastic Four number 12. Uh, first appearance of Doctor Doom. His origins were expanded upon in Fantastic Four annual number two. And Books of Doom one through six was also revealed in Astonishing Tales number eight that Victor was attempting to contact the Netherworld in order to search for the lost soul of his mother, Cynthia. Uh, the crew that Ben commanded as Blackbeard had previously served Red Lucy, a Red Lucy Keogh, a prior incarnation of the Scarlet Witch, as shown in Marvel Comics Presents 60 through 63. Um, Doom is seeking the stones of Merlin in this story while they're lost at sea. And they were eventually resurfaced in Dazzler 3 and 4. And the Fantastic Four's battle with, the, with Doctor Doom upon their return to the present was revisited and expanded upon in Hulk and Thing, Hard Knocks 1 and 2. So there we go. Okie dokie. So second pick of the week. My second pick is, and now for something completely different, an X-Men fairy tales issue from the 20, uh, 2006. I was about to say 2006. That just doesn't sound right. This is number three titled To Die in Dreams. Our storytellers turned their attention to the American South this month and tapped the terrifying traditions of New Orleans in a retelling of the romance of Rogue and Gambit. When a voodoo priestess named Mystique meets a young girl who can speak with the spirits of the recently deceased, she tries to bend the girl's will and use her abilities for evil. They soon learn it's unwise to upset the ghosts and ghouls of the South, and it's up to a mysterious Cajun stranger to set things right. Uh, the penciler was Bill Sinkovich, who also did the inks and the cover art, uh, written by C.B. Sobolski, and Joe Casada would be the editor-in-chief. Awesome. Well, my second pick is uh, Marvel Premiere. 1948. 
you're like, well, that's a very obscure pick. But what began as a goodwill mission quickly dissolves into chaos as Scott Lang finds himself squaring off with Darian Cross of Cross Technology Inter- Technological Enterprises. But what exactly is behind Darren's startling near inhuman transformation? Plus, what do Cross and Scott's daughter Cassie have in common? Now, for those who don't know, um, wasn't this would have been one of uh, first appearances of Scott Lang, or was this before? Scott Lang, the new Ant-Man, attempts to get Dr. Sodheim out of the clutches of the mutated Darian Cross, or Darian Cross. So this this is his first first appearance. Okay, well, there you go. So uh, his first appearance is Ant-Man. I don't think it was his first appearance in the books. Um, So I'm trying to see if they list. His first appearance as Scott Lang was Avengers 181, and then uh, Marvel Premiere 47 was his first appearance as Ant-Man. So, okay, I'm going with his second appearance. Well, there you go. Or the second issue. Okay. Um, Meant to go with 47, but, hey, 48's just as good. It seems like an interesting episode issue. Oh, yeah, it does. So, um, any final thoughts? No, I think I'm good. Well, I'm going to leave you with this. Went to a Mexican place for Taco Tuesday. They said they were closed due to short short staff. I said, hire taller staff. I need a taco. (laughs) 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 On that note, uh, Thursday, if you would, please. No sign of unusual brain activity. I don't know how I feel about that. She said unusual. I don't know if she thinks brain activity is the unusual part or or what. I don't know either. Can we try? I think it's time to go dark regardless. Dark we go. Preparing to power down and begin diagnostics.